Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And we are here with a special Star Wars news edition, a Star Wars reaction <laughs> edition. We're not doing trailer reactions, but we're going in deep to our reactions and our discussion with the, I guess I'll say, surprise and an Ahsoka trailer. Uh, but Joseph, it is the official Ahsoka trailer ahead of the series. 
Yeah, it, it isn't a surprise that a trailer came out when Ahsoka is, is premiering on yeah. August twenty three, uh, twenty third. But I, I, it was uh, it was a surprise, just like yeah, no, no convention, no whatever, and then just hey, one day stop everything you're doing because here comes Ahsoka <laughs> kind of trailer. Uh, but I really appreciated that it has been this sort of slow drip of information reveals. Here's a photo. If you're at the convention, uh, you know, and in, in, in the panel, you got to see Thrawn's big blue face. Uh, and now here, here's the, like, all the cards are on the table, so now we're going to start showing you how we might deal them out. And it, it was an exciting trailer, uh, and I think a, a well-designed campaign so far. Yeah, exciting trailer indeed, and yeah, now everything's out there. Most things are out there, right? It, it, now we don't have to play that game of, well, did, wait, did we only see it in London, or did you see <laughs> ah, what was it? What was it? I think uh, it was the, the, the shot of uh, Thrawn taking a shower. That hasn't been revealed yet. <laughs> Thrawn at Del Taco. They didn't cover that one, right? No. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and as far as surprise for me, like I got to, like we always joke and our four center listeners are so great in the discord of playing along with the joke of we record an episode of Monday, we release it Tuesday and then Lucasfilm breaks news the minute after the podcast loads up. Right. And, and it's, and it's true. It happens a lot, but it's a joke. And obviously it has nothing to do with us. No one at Lucasfilm gives a damn about when we record and release episodes, but this dropped yesterday, Joseph. And I actually was upset. I was like, you come on. Come on, yeah. I have such a busy week. Joseph's swamped. We can't record this now. What are you doing? And I had to, I honestly tell you, I didn't watch the trailer for an hour or two because I was just <laughs> upset, which is silly in the world's way more <laughs> problems in the world than us. But I, I actually was like, you come on, come on, come on. Monday morning, yeah. this Monday morning. I, I I felt the knife twist of that joke because uh, we call our new show breaking news from a long time ago because I'm entertained by that contrast of, yeah, Star Wars happened a long time ago and it's breaking news. Uh, but unfortunately, that title to me, which is a fun joke, uh, starts becoming true when we're talking about news that is a week old. <laughs> well, there's actual breaking news. And yeah. the, the twist of the knife uh, this time was, I was literally writing up the uh, the tweet uh, in in the Facebook post of of our news show as this was dropping, and just like I feel ridiculous. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 So we both yeah. went through it. I waited the same thing. I was like, I, I was also just in a in a, in a crunch mode, so mm-hmm. I waited like a, a good two hours and uh, was well rewarded by the trailer mm-hmm. that I saw. Indeed. Uh, well, well, rewarded. We're going to dive in. You're going to lead us through it here, but I'll say up top too uh, before we even get into overall reactions. I, 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 this is a type of trailer and look, I've never, there's never been a bad Star Wars trailer to me because you're excited, right? And excitement drives you through it. But there's just some about this one as we dive into it. But yeah, I, I've been texting with a lot of friends of ours, you know, the Alden Diaz, Vokta Radios, Alex Damon, Star Wars Explained, Lauren Romo, the Galactic Podcast. It, it just kind of ignited us. And all, a lot of us all have a little bit of that, um, I don't know, cynical view towards Star Wars discussion right now where you're just kind of mm-hmm. warmed out by the discourse or just everything. Ah, oh, now we're going to fight over Hera's eyes for a week. All that gone, all nothing but excitement and joy. And that that's what brings us to this conversation today. I really agree with that. I think it is a needed burst of just joy and excitement and anticipation. And I'm I'm sure there will be uh, some challenge reactions and and I'm very interested to talk about uh, the, the reaction from uh, lots of different kinds of Star Wars fans, which we'll get into uh, in a moment. But uh, yes, let's dive into our overall reaction, our excitement level. Uh, I'm going to start this part of our discussion, Ken, with with mm. one word from myself, and then I'm going to pitch the question to you. And the, 
the one word I want to start with. I was looking for the word to describe my like burst of excitement at the the old and the new of this trailer of like what's what's the right noise to capture that? And then I realized the answer is in the trailer itself. The noise I'm looking to make is also the name of one of the characters I'm most excited to see, and that is Piang. <laughs> That's it. That's the That's one. my overall reaction. Yang! <laughs> it's the name of a great and bizarre droid voiced by a Doctor Who actor, but it's also a great way to capture my emotions. So that's yeah. my starting bid on my overall reaction and excitement level is Yang! Yeah. How about you? <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'll let you, that is a, a character you love. I love too, but that's a, one of your favorites. So I'm going to let you have that one. And I'll say, this is my overall reaction. I was going to trim my beard yesterday. It was on the schedule, right? You got to get, you got it, it takes some work. And then I looked in the mirror and I went, nah, I kind of look like the now, unfortunately, late, great Ray Stevenson as Baylon's <laughs> goal. I'm keeping this beard for a bit. Uh, that's my excitement level. The trailer, uh, got me, uh, uh just really pulled me in. And, and a lot of it has to do with, uh, be, I, I guess I'll say unsure of what the show really was going to be. We're going to discuss it. Rebels 2.0, blah, blah, blah. So all that. Trusting Dave Filoni enough, but also knowing that hey, it's a different part of his career. He just worked off Mando, Book of Boba Fett, and, and those have similar but different vibes and things that I love that he's done in the past. Rebels and Clone Wars. Just what's, what's going on with this? And how does this fit into the big picture? And then this, this trailer, to me, uh, the my overall reaction was the trailer kind of said, "Oh no, we are the big picture," <laughs> and, and I just kind of got pulled in by this uh, this uh, potentially epic Star Wars story. And, and if does it sound like I'm completely geeking out and, and losing a, a sense of uh, normal normalcy? Yeah, I am. It, 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 that's how great I thought this trailer was in terms of just Star Wars joy, which we need right now. We do. Yeah, I really felt the same way. I think the the trailer, and we'll see if the show is the same as the trailer, mm -hmm. is this interesting balance act, balancing act where in some ways it is the ultimate, um, to put it from a slightly negative filter, the mm -hmm. ultimate homework show where uh, I think we're in this this time in our culture where people both love interconnected stories, which are extremely rewarding if you're if you're in it <laughs> and yeah. and you already know everything but that people who are kind of only only partially partially in go like how many episodes of what do i need to watch to watch this one and do i need to see 18 movies to watch this one um and in some ways it, it is it is that because there's a relationship with these characters and i thought everybody who ha has been a fan of of these characters, a fan of animation, the Clone Wars and, and Rebels, a fan of Thrawn since the 90s, heir to the Empire name check. There are these specific pockets of Star Wars fandom where this is just like, it is your Christmas, 4th of July, whatever birthday, whatever holiday you celebrate rolled into one. Here you go. That is a huge part of the excitement is the, the animation fans, the Thrawn fans, the Rebels fans, the Ahsoka mm. fans getting served a, a delicious meal mm. on a platter for them. Yeah. But I also thought I took this, this, this trailer made me take this huge step back and go forget Clone Wars exists, forget Rebels exist, forget Heir to the Empire, forget Timothy's on ever, ever mm -hmm. uh, hit one key on a keyboard. Yeah. This trailer gave me this huge sense of classic original trilogy vibes. Mm. 
not that there isn't a ton of uh, prequel stuff and building off Clone Wars stuff and different vibes and all that. And, and I'm not coming at this from a, a point of original trilogy vibes are the correct vibes at all. Mm-hmm. I'm just responding to kind of what I grew up with. And I saw this trailer from the filter of imagine if this was brand new and I didn't know these characters. And all I knew was Return of the Jedi ended. And then a few years later, there's this cool Jedi lady who was trained by Darth Vader before he fell to the dark side, but she walked away from him. And now there's some creepy blue guy who wants to bring the Empire back and uh, and Mon Mothma's going to deal with it. And there are a bunch of people running around mm. wearing those, you know, cool rebel outfits that uh, General Maydeen had, <laughs> you know, Maybe. and a, a, a new uh, dark threat is rising and there are lightsaber fights and ship battles and they're just bleeping wars in the stars. Mm. I, I It gave me not just the feel of kind of some of the classic just Star Wars lightsaber fights, weird mystical places, ship battles. Aliens is the main characters. The, the, the Mandalorian uh, woman mm-hmm. uh, who fights with a lightsaber. Um, it, it just feels to me like it's kind of approachable from mm-hmm. the outside if you've been away from Star Wars for a while. I love that we've ex- explored different territories and different tones and textures. I think that's really needed. I think that happened with Kenobi. Definitely happened with Andor. I think it's been happening with Mandalorian. This kind of feels, in some ways, back to classic. Back to lightsaber mm-hmm. fights, ship battles, thrills, emotions, family, Star Wars. Uh, yeah, I, I give you a four center well said for that. I, I, down to... Um uh, you know, shots of a fleet in space, you know, ships. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I feel your vibe on that. Uh, the, the OT vibe or just the Star Wars vibe. And, and, and I think this trailer does pass the test of what do you have to know? Well, maybe nothing. Uh, you might be able to figure it out as you go along. I, you know, it, it, you and I, and so many others will, will forever be, se- we, we can't separate our knowledge of Ahsoka and Sabine and Ezra. We can't, it's there, right? Cause we watched all of it. So, um, I, I'm curious to see people's reactions to this trailer who, who aren't super familiar with it or just passing through because, hey, I like that Andor show or, or, or the baby Grogu show is great. I'm gonna, this is, oh, this, that, that lady from that is, is in this a little bit? Let me, let me go in here. And I, I think <laughs> you have to keep that in mind as a creative. Uh, you have to be aware of it. Uh, and I think Dave is, um, and his team. And all the people around him for years, they get that going back to how many times you and I look at that uh, Mandalorian gallery episode where he gives the big duel of fate speech. He, he said that one of the big forgotten things in there is like all the X-Wings and the TIE fighters, all that, all that's nice. But it's it's just decorations and, and, and you know, frosting on the cake, as, as we might say. And this trailer had all that there, that the core of it is there. The big ideas are there. And you're going to get that if that's all you're here for or just passing through for the first time. Yeah, yeah, but it, but I I really agree with you, and I and I think you know Filoni said I believe at this uh, last Star Wars celebration in London that there was a real, real strong effort to uh, celebrate the legacy of these characters and the continuing journey of these characters and where they at now, but also a real awareness to to make it accessible to people who have not uh, watched the Gathering Arc of the Clone Wars eighteen times like I have, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Um, and I think that 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 commitment is clear in in this trailer. Yeah, yeah. Well, well said there. Well said there. And uh, and we're going to talk about really the the real exciting stuff with the big themes here. But uh, again, overall reaction: uh, Star Wars joy.
Yeah. So let's talk about the main ideas about what's uh, being presented is at stake in the trailer. Uh, let's talk about that and whether or not you think uh, that, that the trailer is, is doing a good job of playing fair. And it, is, is it, is it uh, turning up the, the excitement levels on certain ideas? Or do you also feel like these are the ideas of the show? So where do you think the ideas are going? And, and do you trust that they are the ideas in the show? Yeah, I really do think uh, that they are the ideas and that there's and you have it in our notes. and We're going to discuss it. But there's some moments that I think might be a little trailer edit, you know, stuff going on of piecing together, mm-hmm. splicing together. I know you've been locked in editing for uh, weeks now. <laughs> Maybe your brain's really attuned to it. Um, there's that, that that there. But there's something this is something you had said a, a long time ago here in the show that I think still holds true of, of, of no piece of Star Wars. Star Wars marketing in this modern era has. um lied or tricked you on what they the show is about right mm-hmm. it, it the themes are there this is why we get so excited about themes and yeah absolutely i think what this trailer is telling us is setting us up for what's to come and what you might think about it what it might make you feel or ruminate on deep in your soul yeah yeah i love that and i, I agree i think because for me the themes are uh, in this present in this trailer are what's at stake for the characters that we left off on uh, in their various journeys and also really dealing with the state of the galaxy in this time period. And, and so much has been made of the, the Mandoverse era. I think, you know, people have been saying Mandoverse. I think it's really going to start uh, shifting to us describing these connected shows in terms of this is the new Republic era. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think that was uh, front and center as well. So all the ideas in the trailer seem like, yeah, that's that's what's at stake. So I I trust this trailer. Um, with that in mind, let, let's get into some of the, the big ideas. I think... Um, for me, and I, we often, I think, uh, I get locked onto the same ideas, but then uh, have different headlines for what they are. So <laughs> I'm yeah. curious to see uh, our contrasting headlines. Here's here's my overly dramatic uh, uh, headline for the the main idea. I think there are a couple ideas in the trailer, but for me, the main one is the soul of Ahsoka Tano. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that there was, of course, the show called Ahsoka is going to deal with Ahsoka's journey, but what is her journey? Um, I think that there still is the possibility of lots of timeline shenanigans. I don't, I don't trust that everything that we're seeing is, is in clearly even this trailer is indicating that time has passed, that there had been an even deeper relationship in time spent between Ahsoka and Sabine. And now we're catching up after that was fractured in some way. You know, there's still lots of Ahsoka's timeline we haven't uh, dealt with Uh, the, we'll talk about the inquisitor, but maybe that happened, you know, Mm-hmm. Many, many years ago from this. Um, Ahsoka ages well. <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah>. Obi-Wan. <laughs> um, but I think there's so much in the trailer that uh, reminds us of where she's been and mm-hmm. then is putting a question on, well, who is she now? Mm-hmm. As a teen and a young adult, which we got to see in the Clone Wars and, and to a lesser extent in Rebels, to me, Ahsoka was defined by her compassion in her desire for connection. Mm. She made friendships quickly and easily. She was interested in other people in their lives. She felt this strong clarion call of what it means to be a Jedi is to just help people. Uh, Don't ever let other people down. Uh, I think she's a powerful and compelling character all by herself. But what was powerful about her in the clone wars was she was this, compa- this contrast with Anakin where they both had this just 
huge heart and this huge compassion. Uh, but Anakin's compassion turned into fear mm -hmm. and Ahsoka's didn't. She was stronger than that. Um, and now she's being presented in this trailer is somebody who is a loner who doesn't want to talk about or think about her past down to the point of just saying, I'm not here to talk about my past, mm -hmm. who seems to take pride in her ability to walk away from people. Uh, that the that interaction with Sabine is obviously deeper and it's about Sabine too, but it really felt to me that it was about Ahsoka's soul of like, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I walked away from my master. I walked away from the Jedi Order. I can walk away from anything if I need to. And this this interesting idea of uh, a Jedi should be selfless. A Jedi should focus only on on the mission that that they are committed to or they called to. But there can be a, a, a uh, not a not a literal dark side to that, but but a coldness. Mm -hmm. And and I it, I think that is what's being shown is of you know is Ahsoka's not falling to the dark side. But is she falling into this trap of loneliness, isolation, obsession with only the mission and the goal? Or can she let people back in? Not only is that a well said, I think you've described me in the last three or four years. And <laughs> my ability to just like walk away from TV shows and lifelong friendships because of dumb things they've done. I'm out of here. Um and I, re I really love it because you're already connecting this to, to things that are personal, which is why why I think we love hanging around these parts. Uh, I'll let you continue. I'm sure you have my more themes, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm absolutely enjoying how you enjoying how you're phrasing this, the soul of Ahsoka, because this is the Ahsoka show, and we're going to mm -hmm. answer and talk about some questions about rebels and rebels characters, and I think they're very important to the show. The Sabine stuff is what a lot of people are talking about. Oh, wait till I start talking about Valen Skull and Shin Hati. Uh, <laughs> I'm in by those characters more than I thought, but this is yeah. the journey of Ahsoka Tano. And that's a great place to start. Yeah, absolutely. So, is that is that what you felt like was the main idea, or or did you uh, phrase it differently, pick up on a different strand? Phrased it uh, differently is a good way to look at it, or just um, it all filters maybe back up to what you're saying, the soul of Ahsoka, uh, and what's going on with her, and how her journey affects all these characters. These care, all these characters are important. I, I don't want any Sabine fans out there to be angry at me, uh, you know. But this is Ahsoka. It says Ahsoka on the title, um, but because of that, so I pulled out. A couple big themes that we can dive in. Uh, yeah, please go for it. I, I put down the actions of a Jedi, which which is is a lot of what you're talking about with Ahsoka. And, and what makes them? Is it the title or the deeds? We're going to get into mm. the Raylan's old quotes. We're going to get into what we know about Ahsoka or what Ahsoka is saying in this trailer. Uh, even the moment with Sabine, there's a lot of questions about, is she suddenly Force-sensitive? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I'm intrigued by something like that, but... We got the moment of, of of lightsaber out, which we already had known was coming, and and then you know you have no power. Just, what what makes a Jedi? Uh, and, and we have a, a character, Balon Skull, who I think is um, coming from a similar starting point as Ahsoka in terms of the Jedi Order. And what are you doing with that now? Uh, and mm -hmm. out of that flows the ideas. Uh, abandonment is big. We got we got Sabine just out and out saying it, like. Hey, Master, you, you ditched me. Ahsoka's owning it, saying it. Or like you're saying, I'm not saying you're saying this exactly. Almost a sense of misplaced pride, <laughs> which is maybe me again at, at parties post-COVID. Um, well, if, if I could yeah. interject just really quick, because I think yeah. you're putting you're putting your your finger on something really great that ties back to Ahsoka's mm -hmm. appearance in uh, in season two of The Mandalorian in her issues with, with Grogu. Right. If she is somebody who is saying, 
Anakin is was one of the greatest Jedi ever, the most compassionate, and and he fell because connection is so dangerous mm-hmm. that she is. You know, Yoda's speech in Revenge of the Sith about, you know, you should be able to let go of everything you love, which is so well-intentioned by the Jedi. I love the idea of misplaced pride where Soka's like, watch me drop anyone (laughs) and anything at any time. You know, I'll stand. If if you're telling me your sob story about your life and how much you (laughs) you need a hug, I'll walk the bleep away right now. And it's good because a Jedi needs to do that because if they don't, look, look what happened to Anakin. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm glad you brought that up, too, because, uh, you know, she has that, you know, I walked away from Anakin line um, and I, you know, does she have guilt for this? I'm sure at some point that is, is like you're saying, like, no, no, that's what I'm supposed to do. Or maybe, you know, is she trying to convince herself of that? Uh, and then the question of, you know, if I stay, does he, does he fall? It's like a what if YouTube video playing in Ahsoka's brain. If I stayed, mm-hmm. what, it, what would have happened? But I also needed to be me. To me, that moment of her walking away, uh, one of the big whys that, that pulls me in as a fan is, is she became herself. But now she's having to define that. That's being challenged. And, and you know, I'm no Jedi, but yet uh, there's the title of the Jedi over my episode. Not that she's aware of the episode for Mando. Uh, so I love all that stuff. Yeah, I, I think it's huge. And, and, and filling, uh, uh, you know, filling out that, that out a little bit more. Just uh, one of the other themes is, is this. And it's already been talked about in some of the interviews. So trying to, I'm trying to play fair myself by just discussing mm-hmm. what's in the trailer. But this, what you're, you're talking about here, it's not just abandonment of Sabine or uh, I abandon Anakin, but uh, did I abandon my way? Did I abandon the Jedi Order? Did I abandon my title? Did I abandon my duty? Uh, and it, this is about a return to the cause. We, we know there is, a, I've been flying solo for a while. I've had a studio apartment. <laughs> and now I might have to get roommates. And you and I talked about the big theme of, of this is a post-COVID story. I don't feel Dave sat down to write a post-COVID story mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a big literal sense. But it's hard to not uh, connect it to what a lot of us are experiencing of, all right, we took this big pause. And in that pause, some of us learned to bake bread. But a lot of us, most of us learned who we are now learned who we want around us, what causes we believe in, what causes we are there for less. And now as things start to merge, by the way, COVID's still there. Friends of ours just been battling it there. But the world is, eh, I'll never say it's back to normal because I believe in uh, pers- the new normal is okay because you want to pursue change and progress and being a better version of yourself. But what does that mean? And I find it harder to go to parties or text back friends <laughs> Ahsoka's in the same boat of I I don't know if I want to text Sabine anymore. <laughs> what does that mean? And did I let her down? And I have some of that guilt too. I cut off some friendships of the last couple of years, and I'm like, ah, was that the right thing to do? Was it healthy for me? Was it hurtful for them? And how do I get back to all of this? And I think the return to the cause, and and, and the cause is uh, Star Warsy wars, villains, remnants of the Empire, uh, being a Jedi, training, being a master, being a mentor, all those kind of things, and. Do you, how do I do that? Maybe she wants to, but he, how do I do that? And, and, and abandonment uh, and, and solitude has been dominating her life for years. Yeah, I, I, I love that. And I, and I think that you're, you're absolutely right that we can uh, always see reflections of things we're going through individually or as a culture in art. And I think that this entire New Republic era is the era after a tragedy. Um, it's the era after wounds and after the heat of battle. And 
to your sort of like, you know, you, you were looking for the right words as I think we, uh, many of us are when we're discussing COVID. Like, yes, in terms of going to a restaurant, we're back to quote normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, some of what we all went through during COVID can almost seem like this weird dream of like, mm-hmm. what, am I, am I misremembering that I couldn't go to smokehouse? I had to just like pick up <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the, the cheese bread and bring it home. Did I dream that? Yeah. 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 You know, did they sell me cocktails and little like baby formula bottles? Is, did I dream that? Um, yeah. I think that, that part of the power of, of moments like that is we are changed. Mm-hmm. We are changed. We are not back to normal. The question is how much do we deal with it and acknowledge it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's going on in, in the trailer as well. It, you know, mm-hmm. with some of the moments with Hera talking to the New Republic and in this entire New Republic era, we're like, we're just trying to, th- this was, you know, the the alliance to restore the Republic. Mm-hmm. But we can't just go back to business as usual, but who is trying? That, that's, you know, theme has mm-hmm. been so prevalent in particularly this last season of Mandalorian and even Book of Boba Fett of like, back to the way it was. And a lot of people going, yeah, we're changed. We can't yeah. go back to the way it was. It, yeah. Yes, stability, but not just back the way it was. Yeah, yeah, we all we all carry these scars. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, a slight uh, <laughs> post COVID detour in our discussion of, uh, of this great trailer. Um, I'll just say uh, quickly with the themes, then we can move on. I'm, I'm really with you on. I think the other big idea was what it means to be a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, what I really like about this trailer and I think this show is is every issue that's going on is an issue that's in Ahsoka's soul, but then it is spreading out to uh, affect other characters and be supported by other characters. Uh, there's there's uh, Balin's, you know, literal, I'm no Jedi. There is uh, uh, Ezra, who does not have a Jedi order and, and was not mm-hmm. trained in the traditional way, but really really went on a journey uh with Kanan with chats with Yoda with chats with Ahsoka herself to to define for him himself what are the core principles what does it really mean to be a Jedi mm-hmm. uh so many great stuff in in Rebels when when Yoda's really pushing him of why do you want to be a Jedi and he's like he's basically like to get revenge on the bastards who killed my parents and Yoda's like but really, though, why do you want to have power? And he's like, I want to defend people. I want to make sure bad things don't happen to other people. That's my responsibility. That's what it means to be a Jedi. Uh, and, and I think, you know, Ezra, it, Sabine rewatching that. We'll talk more about Sabine's journey. But mm-hmm. I just think you're, you're right. This idea of, okay, what does it really mean to be a Jedi? What's the difference between the failures of the Order and the core ideas that we can choose to uphold or not yeah. is, is just all over this. That's uh, yeah. Like I said, the title of the deeds. What what is it? What is it? What is it? Um, yeah. Well said on the title versus the deeds. Uh, let, we're dancing around it, so let's get into. Uh, are you okay to move on with themes? Or is, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Here's the one thing I said because I I was like, oh, I have one more thing, and I was like, no, I I'm gonna save this for later. But there's this trailer also deals with this kind of. Um, I didn't want to say service level, but it's very overt and in your face of how best to ensure peace, right? Some think through mm-hmm. power, through leader. Balan's goal believes war is inevitable. Harris talks about not fighting a war, but that really drills down on some specific characters. So we'll, 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 we'll I'll slide it down the notes here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, you know, I, I did the exact same dance. Let's slide that down. There. <laughs> Speaking of uh, things that we're, we're sliding down here, here's where we're going to slide down to 
is uh, there has been great in, in, in important discussion about this show is called Ahsoka. So is it Rebels 2.0? And is that a disservice to Ahsoka? Is that a disservice to the characters from Rebels? Uh, I think this is the trailer that finally showed us the balance mm-hmm. between Ahsoka and the return of the Rebels from the TV show Rebels. I thought it presented the balance in a in a really elegant way. Here's my main point idea, and then I'm going to pitch to you, Ken. This idea that I think what we're just talking about is that Hera clearly has an arc and a mission. Sabine clearly has an arc and a mission. This whole thing is, in some ways, about the reconnection with Ezra. But all of those emotional plot threads tie back to the journey that uh, of of Ahsoka Tano's soul. Mm-hmm. So it feels like, okay, that's how it's all tied together is Hera and Sabine have their roles to play, but those roles are all going to funnel back to ah- Ahsoka. Yes, that's kind of right where I'm at within there. Um, I, I'll i say this. Uh, there has been, for, I, I think I can even say the word months, of me personally thinking that eh, Rebels 2.0 or Rebels Season 5, I don't know if that's entirely accurate. Then I, I saw this trailer, my, my first reaction was, well, I don't know, maybe that's completely accurate. <laughs> um, but I do think when you drill down on it, and again, this is not to slide anybody, uh, especially Chopper, because we didn't see him in this trailer. Not really? Right? No, we did We saw one moment of him uh, 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 beeping away. <laughs> beeping away, right. Honk yelling um, like he does. <laughs> no disrespect to Chop. Uh, oh, love him. This, this is about Ahsoka and, 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 and the connective thread, because it's even, you got big moments with Hera. You got, I love all the moments we have with Hera. Mm-hmm. It really solidifies her as a, as a cast member in the show. But it, it almost like she's saying to Ahsoka, like, hey, reconnect with this and us. Right. So mm-hmm. maybe if there's an Ahsoka season two, it'd be fair to call it more Rebels 2.0. It's all there. It looks the Lothal stuff, which was one of the things I was excited Ugh. to come out of celebration of other people. see. Yeah, it looks wonderful. Um, and I can't remember exactly what was revealed in the tease. I apologize, folks. But yeah, so I think this is very much her show as the other things start to connect with it more. And she starts to reconnect with them because because the idea of what we saw at the end of the Rebels animated series, I guess, spoiler warning for people who haven't watched it yet. But hey, get over there and, and catch up with that series. Four seasons. You can do it. You can do it. But that season ends with a moment that I think we all thought we're, we're picking up and going. But instead, whether or not that moment's going to be replayed through a different lens or to a different moment that's similar, we'll find out. I think Dave's got a handle on his own content there. But we're it's not pick up and go, right? And that's what this trailer is really making it clear. It is not, hey, Sabine, hey, Soka, let's go get Ezra. It is not that. It is about Ahsoka having to reconnect to that. Sabine having to, re- you know, she's stubborn. She's, uh, they say, oh, well, maybe she's hurt. You know, all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um and that how 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 Ahsoka's going to be driving that. So yeah, that's where yeah. I'm at. But yeah, Sabine has always been stubborn. So I, that that yeah. is a, a good uh, part of her character. I, I forgot when we watched Rebels how how much it's a long play story of she's got some trauma in her past that she's not talking about. It, it takes a long time mm-hmm. to get to it, and Hera has to remind uh, people to be patient with her, and, and she'll yeah. share when she's ready to share. Um, so stubborn is, uh, I think, uh, I think accurate, um, mm. and relatable. Yeah. I, I think for me, there's this interesting arc with, uh, Ahsoka's character and I agree with the, all, all the timeline stuff of just mm-hmm. like, wait and see, because to me, it really feels like that we're, we're shifting, uh, uh that this is going to be the ironing out of Ahsoka's timeline where there are a lot of questions about it and this will all smooth it over. So, so we'll all know, <laughs> uh, when we watch this show, mm-hmm. uh, but I like this perspective that, uh, 
for various amounts of her life post walking away from the Jedi Order. She has uh, lived the lesson that we saw her kind of rediscover herself with uh, Trace and, and Rafa mm-hmm. in, in that final Clone Wars season of like, for her definition of like a Jedi help, helps people when they encounter people who need help, mm-hmm. which is all fine and good if it's sort of like on this small level of I'm here in this village, I'll help these people. Uh, but then there's this sort of the the commitment to the bigger cause. And if she's now in this place post uh, Return of the Jedi, post encounter uh, with with Vader, where she is feeling like, okay, but now I'm seeing a huge threat to the galaxy. That's that's the neighbor who's in jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the entire galaxy, and I feel this responsibility to respond to it, even though it means doing all these things I don't want to do. Engage with all these people. So from that lens, Hera's uh, is uh, helping Ahsoka with the the big galactic side of this, the military threat posed by the darkness rising. And then Sabine, we'll talk about in great detail, but, you know, she's on her, on her own journey, but clearly she is key to defining Ahsoka's relationship with connection and what it means to, to be a Jedi. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Two pillars on the road, two signposts right there, right? Yeah. Um, and Ahsoka's weaving and driving through it. Yeah. So let's get let's get into the details of the rebels themselves. Let's talk about Sabine in particular. I think her possible arc became much more clear uh i think the trailer was uh, playing playing fair in, in this idea that maybe uh she is on the path uh of being a jedi in spirit if not in force ability mm-hmm. uh did you read that the same way and and what's intriguing to you about that yeah I, I'll, I'll start here with um some of the gut reactions out there. I, I'm not opposed to some discovered force sensitivity or a feeling. And I know uh, a lot of people think of, of what happened with the character of, of, of Finn and the rise of Skywalker. And, and some people love it. I'm intrigued by it. Some people didn't like it. Some people thought it was mishandled. And I, I think it's all valid from certain points of view to be, to be fair. Um, so I think that my initial thought is I, I you know, upon the trailer, like, Oh, she called her master and, uh, she got lightsaber. She got Ezra's. Uh, like, I don't know. Maybe she. Maybe she felt tingle over the years. Who knows? But I really, at the end of the day, don't think that's <laughs> the case, right? I really don't think that's the case. I do think it's about what you're talking about. Now, again, we we say I'm saying this because I'm, any crazy theory or any theory, Star Wars or otherwise. Do I think there's alien crafts we recovered? No, but I'll leave a five percent chance that maybe it's true. Do I think <laughs> Sabine's a Jedi in in terms of midi chlorian count? Uh, no, but I'll leave I'll leave a percentage open just because that's the way theories kind of work. But in keeping with the main theme of the show, we're discussing what does it mean to be a Jedi? You have Shin Hante saying to her, "You have no power." Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think in that moment the way it's played, we don't have the full context of the scene. It's not. Kylo telling what he thinks he knows to Ray or what he thinks he he'll he'll you know what what could hurt her as he tries to control her uh it isn't Palpatine lying to Ray it isn't isn't any you know character lying to another character from a villain standpoint um I think Shinhati's saying it out of actual some actual truth almost kind of some surprise almost as if how are you doing this you have no power let me remind you you don't have the force but this is uh, asking uh, the ma- this main theme of what is a Jedi, what you're talking about. Sabine fall that could fall right into it as she has her very own distinct journey. This is not unlike we got we got her being trained by Kanan with the Darksaber. That was some of the most mm-hmm. Jedi stuff we've ever seen. And at no point did she say, oh, I'm Force sensitive or Kanan say, you can find the Force. If you, none of that. It was just like, 
philosophies and, and who, what this really truly means. And, 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 you know, by the way, you have a blade, so you're going to have to learn how to use it. So I think all that is, is, is driving this story. I really agree with you. And I am open to being 1 million percent wrong and, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, put, putting my money down in Vegas and losing my shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I do not think she is force sensitive. If she is w- wonderful. It's and interesting. I, it, yeah. If she is, I I trust that there's a storytelling reason and a thematic mm-hmm. reason for that. And um, I, I know that it, we've talked about before on Force Center, and I know it's complicated because I think people can feel like uh, people do feel strongly that the philosophy is everyone is connected to the Force, and mm-hmm. and if if ev- anyone who trained hard enough could, you know, throw rocks with their minds, yeah. Um, and and I, I always have the I love hearing those conversations, those perspectives. For me, the way I always look at it is everyone, in my opinion, is gifted with different strengths. Mm -hmm. And the question is what you do with those strengths. Um, And I I think we all connected through the force. (laughs) The Star Wars characters are all connected to the force because the force is a reality, whether you feel the tingle or not. Yes. As you said. But to me, the more interesting idea is... Yep. If you have even more power and you can throw rocks with your mind, then there's it, it perhaps an even deeper responsibility to use that power uh, responsibly and proactively mm-hmm. and, and all those things. Mm-hmm. But the ideals of what it means to be a Jedi, to focus, to train hard, to look into yourself for your truth and your skills and what you can do to help the most. Being a Jedi is a code it's a way of life a way of interacting with yourself and others and it has deep ties to the mandalorian culture which also has all of those things a code a way of life a way of interactors with yourself and others and i'm really fascinated by this idea that ahsoka's wrestling with what it means to be a jedi uh, the arc of ezra and the Re- and rebels was wrestling with that coming to this great piece so i think it's meaningful that sabine is watching that that message and and reminding herself of of what it is she's trying to be i think it's really compelling to ahsoka's journey of what it means to be a jedi i think it's a compelling idea for somebody like sabine who uh lost her mandalorian family most likely we'll see what the truth there is uh for for her family um lost her rebels family maybe briefly had this sort of family thing with ahsoka where ahsoka was Mm-hmm. continuing the training that Kanan started right. uh, and training her, you know, not in the Jedi way, in the, in the Jedi arts, but also, you know, she's a Mandalorian who's trained to fight, uh, mm-hmm. to hold their own with a force user that her culture is, is partially based on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so all this, these, all these ideas that she can be this, this person, this, this Jedi Mandalorian uh, without ever throwing a rock with her mind is really compelling to me. And I think that I, I feel like it's going that way because, because of the way she's being mocked by Shin of, yep. you know, you, you don't have this power and, and to be saying like, nah, I have all these skills and all this training and it's an ideal I can live up to. Mm-hmm. And it makes it even more compelling that Sabine, you know, either approached Ahsoka or Ahsoka approached Sabine and they both agreed that, that she could basically be a Padawan. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then that got severed. 
Yeah, no, all of this uh, is great stuff. And, and uh, not to be too jokey, but I think the scene continues. And, and Sabine says to Hati, uh, you fool, I've been trained by the Jedi arts by Count Dooku. And then four arms come out. Um, <laughs> you can learn this stuff, right? And even if you yeah, do, yeah. even if you get the skills to fight with sabers, what do you do to do, do with it? Like you said, great. You can throw rocks. Who are you going to throw those rocks at? And why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a question behind all of this. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. There could be. And, and again, I don't, I'm not just being casual with it. Like, all right. If she suddenly is like, you know what? I, I, I moved a rock. I think I might have the force. That Interesting. And, and how are we going to deal with that? And where are we going to go with it? I just, yeah, I, I think that doesn't fit in currently with the theme that I'm picking up on. And, and seems like you're picking on it up as well. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's there, I'm sure it will be for a reason. But I think this is uh, really cool and interesting. And besides the Hu Yang, that was the biggest pop of the entire trailer for me was uh, her saying master to uh, Ahsoka. So great. Yeah. 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 Again, final thought for me. What makes a Jedi? Is it the spirit of the law versus the letter of the law type of conversation? Absolutely. And we'll get into the even more of that as we talk about uh, your your Mm. your beard sake, Balin Skull. (laughs) Uh, so let's talk about Hera. We get some Hera time. Hera's trying to prevent a war. What did you think of that as a way to highlight Hera? Love this. Especially ties in with a lot of uh, storytelling she's appeared in. Um, that's one of those things I, I, I want to shout out our buddy Alex Damon, who highlighted on the you know, Aftermath series. She's she's a general who's trying to end all this. And the focus, focus is often correctly on her as a mother of the group. Uh, you mean Jennifer talked about uh, the possibility of uh, you know, Jason Sindula and, and, and now literal mother, motherhood and that's so much of Hera. But she's a general, a fighter, a warrior, and she's been been one, been doing that her entire life as we've learned. She, she, she's emerged from the rebellions on Ryla. She's definitely her father's daughter, definitely her mother's daughter. She's there for a fight, but war is not make one great, right? Mm-hmm. And that rings through all of this and she understands it. She sacrificed so much. And, and, and we, again, I talked about the possibility of Jason Sindula, uh, even without any news leaks. That's been something we've wondered and a lot of fans have wondered for a while. But the fact that we're not sure if Jason Sindula is in the show or how much he might be in the show is an ind- indicative of the problem that Hera knows about war. The sacrifices. Jason's, Jason's father is dead. She hasn't been able to be around him as much because Jason hasn't appeared in storytelling. That might be some behind the scenes reasons and all that kind of stuff, but it doesn't matter in the story he's not been there or she has not been around him. And that's just on that scale. So who else or what else has she had to be absent from because of war? Uh, what, 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 what would the galaxy be, be absent from because of war? She, she fights not because she wants to, because she has to. And to have her up here in front of the new Republic, in front of Mon Mom, I can't wait for that stuff. In front of uh, uh, Kaz's father to be like, we've got to stop this. I'm asking you to stop this because I, I, I'm good at this. In fact, I might be great at this. I'm still one of the best pilots in the galaxy. <laughs> that's not why we we need to come together. And I think that's big and that's important. And it's, and it's, I don't know, kind of respectful of the entire person that Hera is. No, I, I really agree with that. I think that she is presented as a fighter and a nurturer. Um, mm-hmm. She is somebody who is uh, always a, a clear about other people's needs and reflecting exactly what they need to hear, which she does in this trailer to, uh, she, d- she does some, <laughs> some, um, momming or, or just good older <laughs> friend, some, some haunting, mm-hmm. uh, to Ahsoka of like, y- you know, you, who you need to reach out to and it's Sabine and you know that, yeah. but I'm going to tell it to you out loud. Uh, great stuff. 
but she's also like a fighter. She's also the one who's like, well, if that needs to be done, then, then I'm going in with the ship and I'm doing it. There's there's no hesitation, fighter and nurturer. Uh, but she is in this great tradition of the main goal of heroes in Star Wars is to not have wars in the stars. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and that's clearly going on. You're seeing her piloting, fighting, choppers mm-hmm. getting in on it. Uh, but she, you know, wants to to be able to to have something hey they've, they've spent all this time fighting for some peace can we have some peace mm-hmm. um and i'm really it made me really intrigued to see the plot mechanics of you know what mm-hmm. proactive thing does she feel the new republic needs to do and, and there's a part of me that even feels like maybe what she's trying to get them to do is there should be some limited military action because there's something that we need to shut down Mm-hmm. before it becomes something much bigger and there's a hesitancy to do that because because mm-hmm. Moth has this great and noble idea of like we can't show a fist to the galaxy we need to stand down and, and this it's classic leia storytelling uh, i mm-hmm. think hair's her own beautiful character but i think it it does pick up on this theme of really making that decision of when you need to be proactive when you need to strike and when you need to to step back yeah it's a, i think you could um could almost be a separate episode of 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 Mothma's place in the story because we know so mm-hmm. little. I, I do know there was an interview for Genevieve O'Reilly. I didn't read about her playing the not different versions of the character, but the character in different shows now. Uh, and and I, I just didn't want to dive into it for any spoiler reasons, um, emotional spoiler reasons, I should say. <laughs> uh, but I'm really intrigued by what we know of Mothma, what we know of Mothma in this time. Uh, and and how much that will translate. I'm not expecting every quote from every book. Uh, mm-hmm. that uh, bloodline or aftermath or anything from Mothma to, to make it to these shows. But the spirit of, yeah, we won. Let's stand down. Like you said, no fist to the galaxy, but that doesn't mean there aren't threats. And we know Leia kind of deals that with later on, not directly with Mothma, but just maybe those in the galaxy who, who, who would um, have apathy for this kind of thing. So to have at this point to have that might, that might be the crux. And, and I was excited to see that. And in, in, again, not just in keeping with established canon in this timeline, but uh, the, the emotional canon. Of, of no, 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 no. We need to do this. Trust me. Um, I, I don't want to lose anymore. I don't want to sacrifice anymore. I don't want other people have to make the sacrifices I've had to make, uh, says Hera to them. And, and it's time to time to fight or at least time to uh, face this problem. Yeah. Face the problem. Make it go away before it gets bigger. Um, uh-huh. And I think framed by that that beginning quote from Balin of war is inevitable. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's that's what he wants. Uh, let's talk Ezra in hologram form. Uh, what did you think of this uh, um, first glimpse with dialogue? Again, I have lost track of what we saw that was public and what we were really privileged to see uh, the expanded Ahsoka trailer with, with additional stuff. I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody saw uh, hologram Ezra, but now now hologram mm-hmm. Ezra talks in this trailer. So uh, yeah. what did you think and what are your hopes for him in the series? Yeah, despite anything that may have been out there before, this is the biggest chunk. And I, I really like it. I, I even kind of left this part of my notes somewhat blank because... Just want to feel it out. I, I I I like it. I like the sound. There was a a zoomed in photo I saw online that was like, oh wow, they kind of they they nailed it. I don't need it to be exact replica of what we saw in animation, but I was like, no, it all it looks good. He looks good, and 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 so I'm excited about that. I, I really grew to love Ezra. Uh, he was a little bit of a challenge for me at the beginning of of Rebels, uh, and 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 moved past that fast. Is I think some of the best. Uh, that's kind of heavy, kind of uh, thoughtful stuff comes from his character or is around his character in Star Wars. And and uh, in terms of hopes for the series, though, I will say this. This is why I left a little blank. Um, I don't know how much I want him to factor into the story. 
Uh, I don't know how much, how much he will. If, if that hologram, which might be or might be based around or very similar to some of his final recordings, um, you know, in, in, the, in the Rebel series, mm-hmm. it, 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 is that something Sabine goes to to draw upon constantly? Not that I only want Ezra to appear in a, as a hologram, <laughs> a tiny hologram in the series. Um, and and, and, and we, there's no guarantee of a second season, right? Especially mm-hmm. with the, you know, state of the business right now as it is with uh, uh, the labor stuff going on. Um, so I do want it to see Ezra, but but that he's more of a right now to me a guiding light for the for Sabine, especially. Um, I don't know if that's how high on 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 the um, uh, task chart for uh, Ahsoka. She's got other things, the throne of it all, but Ezra's tied to that. So what is her relationship with Ezra? Um, so my hopes are that he's involved he definitely matters but i don't know i'm expecting him week to week at all yeah my expectations are set to let's find out in terms Mm -hmm. of uh Mm -hmm. uh, the quantity uh, of ezra i have no expectations um the hologram i thought was great because it did capture his look and it it really captured uh his his sound um, mm-hmm. I love seeing different interpretations of the of the character. I'm so excited for Hezra. Hezra. Uh, I combined Hera and Ezra uh, to Hezra. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not shipping them. That's not. <laughs> it was just. I a thought slip. you said Ezra, and we were singing better than Ezra songs from the '90s, and I love. <laughs> I just said Hezra because I got too excited because I was thinking about Hera and Ezra at the same time. Um, but a great star in his name, Hezra. Uh, I, I really like Hera, and it is it, it, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is Hera, and it, it's not a criticism, but but her voice is is it's a little different, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I yeah. think uh, I that that's you know I love Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo. The voice is pitched a little bit different, mm-hmm. just naturally as a human than Harrison Ford. Um, so like it's not a make or break for me, but this hologram was like, damn, that's Ezra in voice. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Love. Yeah. With you on that. So I'm I'm hoping uh I, I'm not even hoping my expectations are wide open I think it could be he's in half of this them mm. they they find him in episode three um he could be in one or two episodes he could be is in it as little as one or two scenes it could be a hologram and he could be in the last episode the only Ezra's super big hope I have is if they do find him this season um I want to see him changed which which i expect he will be yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, I, I think there's kind of been the, this like okay well where exactly did he and thrawn go where is purgletown where is purgletory <laughs> you know uh but this huge question for me is if they do find him obviously whatever whatever uh problem prob- situation that that uh, Ezra and Thrawn ended up in when they landed wherever the purgles were taking them uh Thrawn has uh rebounded from Mm-hmm. has Ezra is Ezra on on Thrawn's ship in a cage uh mm-hmm. is is he a, a wandering nomad being a Jedi in a, in a in a far away bizarre to him world uh trying to get back uh mm-hmm. for years and years so so are we, are we going to meet like older nomad zen Jedi with an eye patch <laughs> yeah yeah or is it you know, almost going to be, you know, the, the this awful Echo-like story where he's hanging in a ship being experimented on. Like, there's huge questions of, of who he is when, when we find him again. So, 
I almost not almost to counter myself. What the figure suggested of of maybe he's in over half the season and they find him early. I, I'm actually laughing because that's that's one of the things I absolutely loved about Mando season three, right? He's gonna go bathe in the oh no, he did it. And <laughs> and you kind of get over that big plot hump, right? The search for Ezra, and and then you can deal with what that means once you find him and what it means to the theme uh, and, and the big uh, thesis statements of the show. And that's intriguing to me as well. Um, I, I think part of it is I'm, I'm, I'm so intrigued by all the other characters they presented in this um, show that hear me out here. Almost like I don't need Ezra, which I do. And I want Ezra fans to get mad at me. Uh, just like I don't even need Thrawn. I don't want Thrawn fans to get mad at me. Like they're like, yeah, yeah. To me, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll find him. I want to find out what's going on with Hera Sabine and, and Balin Skull. Uh, and that's a good thing to me. Where you have a deep roster of talent on this team right now, and that that just uh, that just slip into sports, but you can win a lot of championships with a deep roster, and I'm excited about that. So the fact that I, I have a little bit of a blank slate for me on Ezra just means I, I'm going to be uh, surprised and fulfilled by, by whatever they give me with that character. Yeah, yeah, I think it might be an expectation trap because I think so many mm-hmm. have so many of us have lived with the end of Rebels, where it feels like. Mm-hmm. All right, Ahsoka and Sabine, time to go get Ezra. Yeah, and that's yeah. obviously a part of it. That's in the trailer, the the loss of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels like from the trailer that Ahsoka is dealing with a larger problem than like, well, everything's kind of cool in the galaxy. I got a lead on Ezra. We should finally go get the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, go get our, our little brother. It feels like what the, the search for Ezra is tied to something that they have to do to stop Thrawn and Balin yeah. and protect uh, the 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 mystical uh, uh, force uh, places that are being violated. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's an expectation trap. I think before I knew anything about Ahsoka, I thought the show could be called Ahsoka colon the search for Ezra. Mm-hmm. I think it's part of it, but it seems like from the trailers, it is not the main thrust at all. And yeah, and I think that's what I'm reacting to. Where it's, all, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Ezra's in this too. You know, like, and again, I think that's a bonus. I think it's mm-hmm. so full of potential big ideas and big moments and, and they don't need Ezra or Thrawn, but they're going to have them. And we're going to talk about a Thrawn moments, but yeah, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so people were also thrilled to see the droid paying homage to the Kenner R2-D2. Uh, do you think Chopper is jealous that uh, <laughs> all the, all the talk is centered on that new droid? He's in that he's in that like ship, right? The New Republic on the on the on the Lothal Highway. Chopper yeah. cut the brakes on that ship, <laughs> and that's that's gonna be an entire episode. Chopper's big day out part two, where he goes and gets revenge on this droid. Well, I almost hope that there's a Chopper episode uh, like the episode that was you know almost entirely on Coruscant in Mandalorian season mm-hmm. three, where like we're we're so excited and then just like well, and now this is. <laughs> Uh, episode four of uh, Ahsoka season one is Chopper's big day out. <laughs> Do you think this droid is called uh, K3N3R? So it kind of looks like a, a shortened version of Kenner. <laughs> yeah, I think he's, yeah, yeah. He's like a KNR 77 or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. 78, excuse 78. me, yes, for the action figure aficionados. They didn't make it out in 77. Yeah. Um, now, I love the action figure tributes. Now we just need to see uh, a big freakish-shaped head Han. <laughs> <laughs> big freakish Han. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the stuff that Dave and the team are good for, right? You got the E-Wing from uh, Legends in there, and I know a lot of people are excited about that. And you know what? I, I, I don't, I'm not familiar with it, but it looks great in the, in the trailer towards the end there. Yeah, all sorts of great Easter eggs as well. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back to talk about the baddies back in a moment. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome back to Four Center, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Napsack. We are in the virtual studio. We are diving deep into the Ahsoka trailer. And man, I'll cut behind the scenes talk. Joseph and I thought like, all right, maybe let's do about 45 minutes on this trailer. <sighs> 55 in the first half. But we're going to uh, get into the villain, as you said, before the break, Joseph. That's right. We're going to get into the villains. Uh, we always love uh, truth in broadcasting. Uh, I got to get to the airport to, to go see <laughs> my dad in Minneapolis. And I'm I'm pushing my airport arrival time oh. because I'm so excited about this trailer and talking about it. It's just it's yeah. so rich uh, and deep. Uh, and we're going to get even richer and deeper by talking about the villains. So the world got to see Thrawn's big blue face and scary red eyes. We, uh, again, had the wonderful opportunity to see him in the uh, longer cut of the trailer at Star Wars Celebration. I'm sure anybody who has the Internet and chose to has also seen him. Uh, but maybe you didn't. Anyway, do you like his look? Uh, and what are your hopes for Thrawn in the show? I yeah, it's surreal. I'll say this. It's a it's a bit surreal. Uh and, and, and if you go back to 14-year-old Ken alone in his room on a Friday night reading Heir to the Empire and show that Kenny this clip, 
Uh, other than it not being Jack Nicholson like I wanted in 1991, a story I've told before. I know it, it's really good. And I think Lars, I think Lars is, uh, Grace is watching The Witcher. I don't really watch The Witcher. She had The Witcher on the other day. I think Lars is in The Witcher. And okay. and I just passed by the scene. I was walking from the living room to the kitchen. I was like, hey, Lars. Because I'm just now super excited. And I, and, and I loved his appearance at Celebration. And he seemed so uh, genuinely humbled and overwhelmed by the love that was been given to him. This is a big character. And I've had my issues with Thrawn over the years. I don't love a lot of the new Thrawn stuff from Timothy Zahn. I have to be honest about that. I do love Thrawn and Rebels. Um, I do not love getting into the philosophical debate over whether he's good or bad, because I think he is bad. Uh, full stop. Well, all right, maybe an ellipses, but I think he's bad. <laughs> um, but that all went away, Joseph, when I saw this, because it's just, it's kind of surreal. It's its high school Ken's going, oh, Star Wars is still a thing? The, this Thrawn guys are, oh, I like this. And and that's why I think I'm having so much fun with this trailer. Uh, any doubt, any cynicism, any problems I have with the philosophies of Thrawn, out the window. You can see Lars Mikkelsen is Thrawn on screen, and that's great. I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, I got no problem with the the uh, philosophy of Thrawn. And people want to debate it, and and uh, I, I like the first the the uh, the trilogy of of Thrawn uh, kind of dealing with uh, the Empire. We mm-hmm. read the first book in the the Thrawn uh, in into space uh, a book, and and I enjoyed it. it for me, it, it was just. Uh, uh, I couldn't keep up with with all of those books. Yeah. Um, and I know some people who've read all those books feel like it, it paints an even more sympathetic picture of Thrawn, and I am extremely open to that, but I am still of the opinion that um, <laughs> even if he has the most justifiable motivation, he is doing horrific things uh, yeah. in, in service of, of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, I can almost hear people... Uh, Type in, type in the tweets now. I, uh, maybe I'll just read the summary of those books. That mm-hmm. will continue to be my uh, opinion. And the reason that I even bother with that is because that's one of the things I'm most excited about is uh, what does Thrawn want in this era? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Rebels era, he is committed to working with the Empire, uh, understanding them, getting control of, of the galaxy. Uh, um, in making things safe for his people. We don't dive into that in Rebels, but we we know what his motivation is in that era. Um, his motivations might be similar to what they are in the Heir to the Empire books, but also I think uh, uh, Filoni is very open to change in interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very clear, like, okay, well, on a practical level, uh, he's emerging as the heir to the Empire. Um, but for him, for the character Thrawn, why does he want the Empire back? Is it mm-hmm. revenge? Is it a chance to claim this part of the galaxy for the Chiss? Uh, is Purgletown or Purgatory in the unknown regions? Did he go home? Mm-hmm. Um, and if so, is he coming from a motivation of a place of like, I've reconnected with my people. Uh, I, I'm, I'm doing this now truly for my people. Mm-hmm. Um, all that to me is is on the table and I'm really excited by what is what does he want as not as a plot, but as a character? Yes, yeah, that's one of the great questions of, of why, because, you know, we are definitely, we haven't heard from him, uh, which, by the way, is some of the things, I, issues I might have with some of the way Thrawn's written, we don't get to see his perspective, we can only, we only see how other people react to him, but right now everyone's reacting to him as if he's a threat, right, or if he's mm-hmm. a little bit more power, so if he shows back up and is like, no, 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 P 
peace for all. Palpatine's gone. My people, <laughs> I got some flowers. Ezra and I talked in Pergletown. Uh, we did some shrooms out there in the desert. I'm good, everybody. <laughs> and then maybe then then we I got I got a different path to follow with the character. But I'm I'm with you. He is being treated as a threat, and I'm going to say that's because he is. Yeah, no, I think he is. He is maybe uh, there, there's always some surprises from from the big bads uh, potentially. Uh, mm-hmm. See Darth Vader as reference. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised for some for some twist, uh, <laughs> and that that Balin's the real villain in in. There is a possibility for for Thrawn, not redemption, but for uh, de-escalation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm I'm so excited to see like all of the classic Thrawn fun in live action. The uh, the cold, the calculating, everything is a uh, you know eight dominational Dejeric game. He's mm-hmm. indomitable mm-hmm. and smart. He's the evil blue Sherlock Holmes. That's that stuff is all fun to me. I love that part of the character. Yeah. The menacing whisper, great. But I also, I think what was really interesting about the way he was handled in Rebels is the way they got around the fact of, let's make this character, you can't outthink him. The only way he can be really defeated is something out of his scope of understanding Mm -hmm. comes into it. It, Palpatine's failure also always comes out of, uh, no matter how many times he's exposed to (laughs) compassion and connection, he just doesn't believe they have power. And, and he's wrong. And that's what, what foils him. And, and Thrawn is sort of like, okay, no fair. I didn't have big, weird, angry, uh, mystical ox guy mm-hmm. that can turn into a storm. I didn't have that on my chessboard, so I could not plan for that. Right. Uh, I didn't have hyperspace whales on in the drawings, right. <laughs> so I couldn't plan for that. Mm-hmm. How has he changed by his exposure to the force. And obviously, you know, from the books, we were aware that th- there is a, a culture of force users called Skywalkers uh, in his chess culture. Maybe that comes into it. Uh, but I want him changed by the fact that uh, I-, I have been defeated not only by uh, compassion and ingenuity, mm-hmm. but by this larger world, this larger power that that it, it, that can't entirely be uh, compensated for in his world. Mm, I love that. You know, I now know there's some mystical whales in the universe and that might change your perspective a little bit. And what are you going to do with that? And and does he continue on his uh, threat path or is it something new? Again, I'm joking. I don't think he's coming out of the the wilderness with flowers for peace, but um, I like what you're saying. If if he's smart, we know he's smart. It is too one of the things I enjoy about the character. Um, So, you know, he's going to adapt. You Mm -hmm. think he would adapt. Yeah. But, you know, can he not, you know, is, is that, uh, you know, what, what will be his undoing in yeah. whatever adventures in this season? Because eh, I suspect that he will continue to be, you know, uh, causing <laughs> causing problems in that that yeah. movie. Uh, yeah. That, that, yeah. Anyway, um, I want to say really quickly about his appearance. I love it because it's so it's so over, over the top of the, mm-hmm. like the main villain isn't behind a cool helmet. Uh, <laughs> he's yeah. blue with red eyes. This entire show is a triumph of animation and publishing, because I think if you were just mm-hmm. developing a new show, you wouldn't say like, yeah, the, the, the main character can't be a green lady with, <laughs> yeah. or with, with, you know, dangling tails that's fine for background characters the absolute main character can't be this this you know uh, mm-hmm. alien looking thing the main villain can't 
<laughs> Looked like he just, you know, got drunk at a Halloween party and, and went wild. That can't, those cannot be like, mm-hmm, but they mm-hmm. can now be the main characters of, of live action because of the power of uh, animation and, and publishing. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's still that's part of. I got it a freeze frame right now. I'm looking at it, and it's and it's like, oh yeah, he's he's painted his face blue. He's got some contacts in it, right? That's hard to pull off. That's and it's yeah. been probably hard to pull off for years, and to get it right, and to to find the way forward. And even you saw the kind of the evolution of the design around Ahsoka, and, all, and now we got Hera. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's a triumph, and it's also just you know a little a little left of normal in in, in, in a good way. And I, and I, I'm excited for the series and. and uh, what it's presenting yeah no absolutely excited by that um so uh there's some intriguing hints about a balin skull and shin hati uh <laughs> i'm gonna have to uh discover if that is the correct uh pronunciation because i don't know if i can keep calling somebody hottie um, <laughs> it, it it well I, i'll tell you what it is it is hottie. okay yeah. Great, great. You know what? Uh, I, I'm going to put the emphasis on now, uh, at least that until we hear how it's said in the show. Because like, uh, how, how do you think Sabine's going to handle hottie? Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you know what I you know what I mean. No disrespect to any yeah. any uh, different different names at all. Um, mm-hmm. So some intriguing hints about Balin and Shin. Uh, there mm-hmm. is the no Jedi comment. Uh, and then I think perhaps the uh, one of the biggest pops and revelations of who Balin might actually be telling Ahsoka that Anakin spoke highly of her. Anakin, not Vader. No, Vader wouldn't be speaking highly of her, but mm-hmm. the, interesting that that is the name he used. Uh, so what are your hopes and dark dreams for these uh, dark force wielders? Okay, you're going to have to hold me back here, buddy. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to dump a bunch of Scrabble pieces on the board yeah, like I do, and you can help us uh, clean it up here for Force Center. Uh, I start with this, and this is something I was discussing with uh, a friend of the show, Alden Diaz, yesterday, and this is not his theory. It's not mine, or it's not his research. It's not mine. It was something that was out there, but he had tweeted it, and we've been engaging over it. And and and, and, and it's also, it was out there for us to find earlier, just you, you don't think of it. And it's also funny because it had such it's such a felony thing, um, and and a lot of people might be playing the the video game God of War. You might be familiar with this. This is not necessarily new. This is a four center discussion of. It. I want to be clear there. Uh, in Norse mythology, Skull and Hati are two wolves. Hey, Dave's here. Wolves mm-hmm. are here as well. Skull means the one who mocks, and Hati means the one who hates. Uh, often, I think they're weapons in some other role-playing games and video games, too. They pursue the sun and the moon, and at Ragnarok, they catch their prey as sky and earth darken. I was going through that yesterday, going down that rabbit hole, uh, which is uh, dangerous because that's suddenly how you you know believe planets are flat when they're round. But, you know, careful those internet rabbit holes. But I was going down it, and it's so exciting to me, Joseph. It's so exciting based on what we saw in this trailer. I think before, it's the design, the presence, the orange blades. Dave's saying, yep, 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 those are orange. That's a reason. Um, I'm so excited. They're not Jedi. At least Skull was. So Balon and Ahsoka might have both walked away from the Jedi Order, right? Mm-hmm. We have a little bit of Skull from interviews, and he's been out maybe being a gun for hire. And This is an examination of what we discussed earlier, the core of being a true Jedi. Mm-hmm. Both emerging from the same spot. And as these two wolves pursue the sun and the moon, you might look at it as light in the dark. We see them killing New Republic officers. There's also uh, their ship. We believe the ship shooting at Ahsoka and the Inquisitor. We'll talk about that. So to me, it's possible that they're not just simply affiliated with one team uh, and seems less of let's find our new leader, this Thrawn guy, and lead the dark side of the Force victory. Uh, Balon Skull says one must destroy in order 
to create. And even their partnering with Elspeth to find Thrawn films feels a little different to me now than, than it had been in previous marketing and advertising. And going uh, back to what some of the big themes of this idea of, of, um, uh, of, 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 of how to ensure peace and him saying war is inevitable and, and their power. And this is the moment that might be cut differently in the trailer. Um, mm-hmm. Harris talking about, we can't fight a war and he's going, no war is inevitable, but that's how you do this. And he's to me, he hasn't said this, but that's a little bit of this, like the Jedi didn't go far enough. Mm-hmm. That's why I packed my bags and left. If we had gone to our full skill set, we would have won the war and we would have had, peace and we wouldn't have had this period of darkness and a pox on them i'm doing it my way i left to do it my way ahsoka has left and is figuring out and has figured out the best way forward for her but now she's in a spot she's figured out again two sides of the coin um man and this is just me looking at this who knows what's in there i'm open to follow it but i'm so excited these two characters have become what I'm most intrigued about in the show, not because they're cool looking baddies. And I do think they are. I think the great class, that beard again, I didn't trim my beard (laughs) trailer yesterday. Um, I love Morgan Elspeth. I'm intrigued by that character. Is she got some witch powers? We're going to talk about that, but man, Joseph, I'm sorry. That's the scrabble pieces on the board. I'm so excited about the possibility and how this ties into the main theme of what does it mean to be a Jedi? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I really love everything you're laying down. Excuse me. I had, uh, you know, read about the wolf connection and, and I just had kind of a, a wait and see. And maybe that's just a service level thing mm-hmm. to me. Like the, the most interesting thing about that sort of, uh, that mythology of, of sort of to me chasing the sun and the moon in, uh, I, I have not done the deep reading. I'm just responding to that phrase, mm-hmm. but that to me suggests like everything, yeah. uh, it, 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 not just this planet and everything on it, but what we can see in the sky, everything that we can see. We will we will chase and we will own um, the the idea of chasing. It can also suggest that it sounds like that sounds powerful, uh, but it also sounds like a um, a metaphor for we are just running around the planet chasing something you can never have yeah. uh, as yeah. you circle around. So lots of fun ways to interpret that. Who who knows if that myth meant a lot to people or Filoni was just like wolves. <laughs> yeah. He always thinks deeper, but mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with surface aesthetics and putting your own you know, personality and soul and print on things. And, and the wolves uh, are part of that uh, yeah. for Filoni. Yeah. So I, I, I love um, several uh, of your, your Scrabble layers. I think the biggest one for me is I love the clarity that it seems like this, that, that Balin uh, was a Jedi. If he knew a so, or if he knew Anakin and, right. and had reason to chat casually with him, um, so that meant that you know would imply that he walked away and went somewhere else in order to return uh, with with uh, an orange orangish blade and a new apprentice. Um, that is so compelling to me. I think it yeah it is uh, along the the Dooku lines, along the Pong Krell lines, uh, along the Anakin and Tarkin conversation, the Clone Wars of like yeah. if we just if we just go farther, we could mm-hmm. just shut this all all down. Um, that is fascinating to me because there's always this this um, th- th- this uh, dark side of it. Is, is that what a person really means, mm-hmm. or is it that inconveniently in that using all of our power and striking hard? I also get to just release my fury, mm-hmm. slaughter everyone, and when 
the the dust clears from this necessary rage, this n- mm. inevitable war, just so happens that I'm the last one standing and I get to make things the way I want them to be. That's always like the, the dark side lurking under that philosophy and maybe an interesting contrast to Hera and even Leia at times if they're like, we do not want this, but we see no other choice than we need to respond to this, you know, firmly, strongly, and then mm-hmm. be done with it. Um, you, you, there's that, that stuff is all really interesting to me too. Um, also, I think Balin bringing up uh, Anakin is great for Balin context, for Jedi context, but also like in the mission to be, uh, to make this show exciting to people who have not watched every episode of Clone Wars and Rebels, if, if, frankly, if you stepped, if you're our age and you're a grump and you stepped away from the original trilogy, isn't it compelling that Anakin had mm-hmm. uh, a Padawan and now she's wrestling with the galaxy that he left behind after being Vader, and you have someone who knew Anakin to throw him in her face? Mm. Uh, it's so compelling and interesting for Ahsoka. Hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I can't wait. They're going to have conversations <laughs> and, 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 and <laughs> plays might come out, but I could take an episode of them just sitting down and discussing all of this. Even if Balaam's yeah. like, well, see, I'm like a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm chasing, you know, the, the, <laughs> the entire sun, the many suns of the galaxies, uh, every sun in the galaxy. Mm. Uh, yeah. Mm. So uh, I think one of the other things about this trailer that was great is I think because, you know, Thrawn was announced, Thrawn is being presented even by Ahsoka as the threat. I had, uh, thought of maybe Balin and Shin would be agents of Thrawn, but I feel it's, it's much more compelling to me that they mm-hmm. see Thrawn as some sort of tool, uh, which we'll, yes. we'll get into. Uh, I got uh, one more thing to say, and then we'll get into that. Uh, a lot of this is focusing on Balin because of that exciting Anakin line. Um, if Balin is somebody who walked away, you know, Shin looked like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah she, maybe mm-hmm. she could have been a Padawan too. But I kind of am really intrigued by this idea that Balin walked away, he went somewhere else, he stepped out of it, he's coming back now. Uh, mm-hmm. And somewhere along, along the line, maybe in Purgletown, Purgatory, Unknown Regions, he met Shin, and, mm-hmm. and Shin is his apprentice to mirror Ahsoka and Sabine's relationship and Absolutely. the relationship that Ahsoka had with Anakin and the fact that just on a real practical level, and I don't think there's anything wrong with this because it's all it's all underpinned by the ideas and the themes. The surface is fun. It, it, it's it, it's what one of the things that it, it's the thing that draws us to Star Wars, and mm-hmm. and then we get rewarded by by the depth. But just on a great action figure level, mean old cool beard dude to fight Ahsoka, <laughs> <laughs> new mirror apprentice to fight uh, Sabine. Yeah. It's awesome. It's it's yeah. surface level classic great lightsabers and in 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 fighting it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it, yeah, and you're right. When we say surface, that's not an insult. It's just it's right there for you to enjoy. And in this series that might be answering this question of of what does it mean to be a Jedi to have two who have, who think they have a handle on it, but maybe one needs to learn more and one realizes she is learning more, and then you got the apprentices uh, dealing with the fallout. And again, we talked about that with Sabine of it all. Um, yeah. It makes me intrigued about the uh, Shin as a character even more. Like you said, that, that, that this isn't a backseat for her. What is she learning? What does she think? Where does she end up? Uh, what mm-hmm. is her view of her master during this time and at the end of the story? Uh, I think it's absolutely yeah. Uh, the, the 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 two the two tag teams fighting against each other in the <laughs> ring at WrestleMania. I like this. 
Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I look forward to the dual packs of these characters. Yes, facing yes, off. yes. So obviously, uh, it, this is the moment where I think it, it could be trailer magic combining two unrelated sentences, and in in it, we could overinvest in this idea. Um, mm-hmm. But there is definitely the suggestion that dark force wielders in Morgan Elsbeth think finding Thrawn is the key to power, because mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know it's the the. I'm paraphrasing, but the line of like, you know, what do we get when we find Thrawn? Like power. But that power line is is being said as they're interacting with some mystical force that they're they're getting without Thrawn, or maybe they got that through Thrawn, and that's later. And we, we want to be very very aware of not setting up those expectations that some of those trailer cuts sometimes are like showing you three ideas at once, and then sometimes we get kind of locked into um, a a. a um, in a, a really direct interpretation. Yeah. Um, but how do you feel about that? How do you feel about the the interacting with this mystical, powerful space uh, and how it all ties back to Thrawn? Uh, I, first of all, one thing you said too, of just now the, the what I think is possibly recontextualization of, of Skull and, and, and Hathi not being, you know, sent by Thrawn or agents of Thrawn, that they are now also in the pursuit. That's that's really extra intriguing and, and ties to this this world, I, I I'm glad it's not directly world between worlds. That it might be related. It might be it's it's something completely new to learn. It also could be not as mystical, magical as we might think. You know, right? Um, but it looks great and it looks out of this world. And and, and I love um, you know, Elspeth being there and uh, Morgan Elspeth is an intriguing character. Uh, and then also you know the fact that she's kind of like supposedly a link to Thrawn, but maybe doesn't know exactly where Thrawn is, just kind of adds to this big kind of MacGuffin, this big search mm-hmm. for Thrawn. Really intrigued by the moments and really intrigued. And, and you talk about just surface level and cool and aesthetics. Uh, that's some great stuff. That's some great mystical Star Wars stuff we're looking at right there. Yeah. I, I'm very open to her, her, if not having like, you know, force powers, like just a real exposure to it and a real understanding mm-hmm. of it. Because uh, it seems like she is the one who understands what this space is and how it can be, you know, manipulated. Um, yeah, I'm thrilled with the 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 mystical, powerful spaces. I think this is something that that Floney always does a great job on, and I think has a a, a great um, appreciation and understanding. I think he always makes it important, uh, mm-hmm. a, a priority in these kinds of stories to not to make the ideas, the themes, how they affect the characters crystal clear, but to make the spaces truly feel otherworldly of like mm-hmm. they can't we see them accessed in this way and we see their power used this way but exactly how they can be defined and understood is is, is left open to uh interpretation or just tip of the iceberg of we saw this about the world between worlds uh, or this about mortis but then here's all these other things that that we don't know uh you know mm-hmm. that's that's the fun of mystical powerful spaces of like we i don't want to entirely understand them yeah, um, yeah. i want to have that awe of the unknown. Uh, and I want to keep that open. And, and I'm, I'm so excited to have more of that being explored. And then uh, this is just total uh, speculation. I'll keep it responsible and let it go if it's not not a thing. I wonder if, if they think Thrawn is a power source because he is a military force. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this trailer was just sort of cut together in in a in a different way and in why why they want thrawn is he's a military force and he's got backing again um mm. and they mm. all want to take over the galaxy or it could be that thrawn is after some sort of force-based power source um mm. uh this is me really spinning off and in, in speculating probably irresponsibly but i like the idea that that thrawn being uh, uh bested by the force is 
uh, looking to control and understand this weapon. Mm. Mm. And, and, and is he lo- looking for or, or has locked down spaces, uh, mystical spaces that he sees not as any, is just another piece on the board the, mm-hmm. to be weaponized. Uh, yeah. in, in, that's really fascinating to me. Yeah. Love all you're saying there for the sake of time. I'll leave it on the table, but uh, that, <laughs> that uh, we just don't know. And I'm just, I'm just way more intrigued about this side of it. It goes beyond now. Oh, we're just searching for Ezra and Thrawn. Uh, and, and it never was just going to be that, to be clear. But uh, that's no. how you summarize it, um, you know, when you're just kind of passing through. I'm really, really intrigued. And, and um, you know, heartbroken Ray Stevenson uh, is not around to uh, yeah. receive all this love. It, it, and that's, a, that's, a, that's an actor I'd known, wasn't following for years, but just immediately fell in love with him at Star Celebration. Just him on stage, he's just such a presence. And, and it's carrying over to the show. And to have these kind of layers to this character, it's intriguing stuff. Yeah, very excited for it. So uh, we're going to head toward wrapping up by talking Inquisitor. Uh, so uh, the Inquisitors for me, I, I have uh, some I have a, a solid lock on. Others I sometimes like, no, I remember what they did, but what was their helmet like and which sister are they? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Uh, and, and, and when did they die? Uh, mm-hmm. All that. So, you know, maybe, Ken, you, you've been a little bit more keyed into to Easter eggs. I don't know if anybody feels like they recognize this Inquisitor. Um or if this is brand new, have you heard anything about that? The only Easter egger I go to is Alex Damon because he understands that Easter eggs are only uh, 2% of the knowledge you need. And, uh, you know, we were talking about that this morning. And he feels maybe possibly the eighth brother. And he, he, I'm sure not alone in that. Um, and I just I just kind of nod and I go, great, awesome. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> yeah, they, I think because of the naming convention uh, yeah. and and the look, they can sometimes be hard to, to keep up with. Yeah. Um, so I think there's this possibility that uh, this is a flashback um, to an era when, you know, we, we don't spend uh, all the time with Ahsoka, you know, during Rebels, she's have, off having other adventures, but but she does look like she's wearing some of kind of her uh, wandering nomad garb mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we've seen her in in the, in the Mandalorian era. So m- maybe not. The, this is clearly jumping around in the timeline, even post Return of the Jedi. Um, so it, it could be a flashback. It could be that Inquisitors are still lurking uh, this long after the Empire's end. Um, what are your hopes out of another spinning blade Inquisitor? <laughs> well, my number one, my hope is that we actually see him fly away with it like a helicopter and then we see it in live action and that a lot of Andor fans uh, and only Andor fans are going to be confused by what they're watching. Anyways, um, I think... <laughs> I, I, I flashback and you, you, you and I are using that term because that's the only thing I can use to describe it. Um, but just being the story set another time. Right. And yeah. I think that's what you, you're meaning by that. And, and I want to be clear about that. I, mm-hmm. yes, I do not mean Ahsoka going doodly do, doodly do, doodly do. <laughs> I mean, I think that perhaps the first, ep- like, mm-hmm. I think that there's, I'm not saying this is what's going to be, but this is what I'm being open to. The first episode has no hair and no Sabine. It's, it's just, smoothing yeah. out here's when here's when as as ahsoka walks between out of a uh, mm-hmm. portal into world between worlds back into the destroyed uh uh mm-hmm. temple on malachor yeah how long is she there when does she yeah. get off the planet how does she feel when she gets off the planet you know mm-hmm. and and it, the first episode could just be ahsoka alone 
Yes, yes. This series starts with Ahsoka alone on a ship, and then she says something funny, and then there's a freeze frame and a record scratch, and then we go eight years earlier. Um, <laughs> exactly. But I, no, I, I, yeah, I think, and, and not that it's about simply a checklist of answers, not what you're suggesting, not what I want, um, but just that it, it's intriguing to me. And, and, I, I, and I do think if it's the eighth, bro- eighth brother, it has something to do with Malachor. But here's the thing, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, it, it has something to do with that, and Inquisitors has something to do with that era. It could be one lingering didn't know the war was over or still fighting the war for themselves and are unaffiliated um there's that again that scene where they they, they seem to be both being shot at by by uh the, the ship there that skull uh Balin skull pilots with with, with shinati so maybe but yeah I, I really love what you're saying of just like how how do we get here and i know you want answers and i know you love all my sketches says dave filoni where i kind of hinted at <laughs> no, i get i get to i get to tell you this story i'm intrigued by that side of it yeah no, I'm I'm really really with you on that. Of uh, it is it's about answers because they're a matter emotionally. And if if it is, uh, you know, Ahsoka emerging back into the world, and there's now there's no chance at encountering Vader again. He's gone, and it's just mm-hmm. the pain. Um, yeah, she seems. I'm looking at the trailer now. It seems to be forcing a literal spinning blade in a forest, but then there is also that sort of temple space where the mm-hmm. Inquisitor figure seems to have droids. Um, I I am kind of trying to uh, look at the shots of the Inquisitor mm-hmm. um, to see anything about body type because you're you're talking male. Mm-hmm. Uh, my deep hope is for Barisoffi. Um, uh, yeah, right. That name has been floating out there for a while right i'm i'm with you on that that'd be kind of yeah I like, yeah it's just i mean if if this is ahsoka's reckoning with her own walking away from the order with the the fact that jedi are clearly needed in the galaxy again and she believes in the the tenants of the jedi but she's still wrestling with how does that become an order should it ever be an order again um the 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 her friend <laughs> uh talking about abandonment who framed her and caused her to walk away from the Jedi order um, mm-hmm. along with the rest of the Jedi letting her down. It seems like a pretty good person for Ahsoka to run into mm-hmm. thematically. This is not just for me, like a checklist person. This yeah. is a, that is an unresolved wound in the soul of Ahsoka Tano. And that's why I want to see her. Yeah. I'm with you on that there too. I also, I, I did do a Wikipedia and, and, and you know how sometimes Joseph were afraid of those keyboards typing. I, yes, Eighth Brother was on Malachor. I get it. It's been a while since I watched season four Rebels. It's on my list to do this month. So I don't want anyone to, to act like I was unaware of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm aware of that side of it. It's a possibility. But just because uh, it might be, just because the design's similar, uh, does not mean it is. And the uh, the dangling participle, if you will, of Bear's Offie is um, something I'm re- intrigued about if it's not in this series at some point. And you know it's, yeah. it's mine. Even if that is the eighth brother, mm-hmm. fine. I, I hope uh, Barris is hiding behind one of those trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. The, yeah, again, the important thing to me is the character coming back. Yeah, the eighth brother is believed to have been uh, dead on Malachor. Uh, it doesn't mean a suit was left, wasn't left, you know? Yeah, right. And that's right? wild speculation. Who's wearing the eight brothers' clothes? <laughs> uh, we are going to wrap up here, so I don't miss my flight. Uh, are there any other big ideas or little details you wanted to highlight? I, I, I going a little bit to Balin Skull and, and Shinati. I think this could deal with, and this is a big could deal with the thought of there's really no gray Jedi. 
Uh, you must choose. Are you fighting for the light? Are you fighting against it? And I think this could have a comment on that, but that's just a, a longer, a deeper discussion we can have some other time. And also I want to wait to see what's actually in the series. Uh, this has amped up my excitement a lot. And this series seems big. It seems deep. It seems like a continuation of the thematic discussions in Clone Wars, just as much as Rebels, mm-hmm. um, which is, uh, you know, we, we sometimes, uh, you know, poke fun at the cult of Filoni. That's not about Dave and what he brings to it. I'm excited to see him finally get this chance because it's, it's, it's so far living up to um, living the hype just on trailers, but that's just the trailers. Can't wait for the show. Two episodes on August 23rd. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, very excited uh, from, from lots of different perspectives. This is just a, it's a thrilling trailer. There are so many ideas. There are so many characters. Um, I, I made the joke about uh, the, about Huyang, uh, but I really love that character. It's a weird, interesting left turn of an idea that, that, the the wise ancient figure who helps Jedi uh, create their lightsabers is a droid. Uh, what a commentary on on the characters of Star Wars that 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 kind of soul, that kind of understanding can come from a droid. Uh, the idea that that he's back, uh, uh, thrilled by that, thrilled by uh, mm-hmm. by uh, the scene, some purgles, uh, the loath cat on Sabine's helmet was not just one of those like, you know, Easter egg, did you see it? It had an emotional impact because mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that I love about Sabine is is her life as an artist and to get to see that in, in live action um, is, mm-hmm. is just uh, thrilling. So those are a couple other details that I want to be sure to uh, mention and celebrate. This thing is packed, so I'm sure there's lots of other things to, to miss. Uh, we do recommend always uh, Alex and Molly Damon's uh, videos, but in particular, uh, you, you want to see whose whose hat that might be. Alex knows, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and shares in a in a great way. Uh, fi- final thing for me is I will just say a little bit of what I said at the top is, you know, Filoni is somebody who has said in interviews, you know, when he went to his Clone Wars interview, he just thought like this will be cool. I won't get the job, but then I'll get to dress up as Blokoon yeah. <laughs> and go see Revenge of the Sith and, you know, or, you know, uh, tell my friends uh, that I had a meeting with, with George Lucas. He's, he's a fan, um, but he's also somebody deeply committed to telling these stories, honoring what has happened in, in, in the past, the big themes um, and, and putting a personal stamp on it as well. So it feels like art, that is coming from uh, individuals, humans. Uh, so there, there's this great sense of he, here he is getting to tell the story of characters he created and co-created, uh, continuing the Clone Wars, continuing the Rebels in live action. But there's also this sense of this is a kid who grew up with the original trilogy. And it's like, mm-hmm. I get to show how the battle continued after Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. and really sinking his teeth into that spirit and that's thrilling yeah no uh, i'm with you on that there and uh yeah all generations welcome and dave has been responsible for many generations discovering star wars but going to what you said up top little ot magic and i love that yeah absolutely so that's it ken you want to take us home i do we're uh the four center podcast feed thanks for listening if you just discovered us here we go a little bit deeper we look at things uh not from uh, a different angle that other people don't just from our angle and what it means to us and i hope you enjoy it we can be found on twitter at four center pod we are now on threads at four center pod as well instagram uh, Facebook page is Force Center Podcast on YouTube. Subscribe over there. You don't want to miss Jennifer Landa's Jedi Beats the YouTube edition is coming on uh, July 17th. First episode will 
be dropping. Uh, you can support us directly at patreon.com slash four center top tiers, get access to some new merch that's there as well. So uh, check it out, check it out. Follow me at Ken Napsock and KenNapsock.com. Joseph, where can they follow you to the airport? Uh, yes, <laughs> uh, some freeway probably in a, in a lift car. Uh, and then you can follow me on social media, uh, threads in particular. Come come join me on threads. That looks like it might be the viable one. Uh, at Joseph Scrimshaw is my handle everywhere. Uh, more to come. Thank you all so much. That's it for this week. For Ahsoka, for Balin Skull, for everyone. This was Force Center. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.